Hey everybody, welcome to the Versus the Odds podcast. I'm your host, Roy Farrell. Today we have a really phenomenal guest with us here. Uh, he is a TikTok user and content creator. He studies at the University of Virginia, happens to play Ultimate Frisbee there. He's also a really cool guy, someone who I consider to be one of my very best friends. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Nick Robinson. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Roy. Dude, I've been waiting to get you on this podcast for so long, and now it's finally here. I mean, I'm I'm super stoked. I'm ready to dive deep into some crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Why don't Why don't we uh, Why don't we go back into the past a little bit? Let's kill the uh, Let's tell the audience how we actually know each other. Oh man, I mean, frisbee camp, cut camp. Shout out the the great great cut camp uh, program. Hooked up Roy and I back in. Well, actually, it was funny because we, we went to the same camp in 2016, but we actually just didn't run into each other, which is hilarious. And then we uh, ran it back in 2018 and met and just uh, everything was clicking. It's true. It's really it's really awesome in life when you just like find someone, you find a friend that like you really click with. And that's honestly kind of rare, I would say. I, I can't say I've met a whole lot of people except for like maybe one other person who I like vibe with like that. So that's always a good thing. Um, and yeah, I don't know how the hell we didn't meet earlier. I feel like it was just because I only stuck with the people I knew at, at cut camp in 2016, like all the other triangle based kids. So I just, it just never happened. Who was your roommate that year? Uh, it was Andrew Lee. Oh shit. Damn. Yeah. But I, I didn't know anyone cause I was like, I never played outside of like my hometown. So I was like, I didn't really like hang out with a lot of people cause I didn't really know anyone. Uh, yeah, that's that. That tends to happen, I guess, when you, when you, when you go out of your comfort zone or like out of your hometown, at least. Um, but hey, I'm glad we finally like became friends later on. Uh, that was honestly. Let's. I don't know about you, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say that summer 2018 was a really fucking good summer. I feel like a lot of really good things happened that summer. What about you? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that was the the last good summer because like summer 19 was like okay, but. Now that we're considered real adults, we have like responsibilities, you know, and then mm-hmm. summer 2020 was just uh, one to be shunned, you know, put aside. So uh, I think no. I think 18 was the last good quality summer. I think I think I would say so, too. Like, I remember that year, like I had like the I was like at the peak of all of my like friendships at the time, like I was just hanging out with my with my friends, you know going swimming in the pool after dark, you know, playing video games at various neighborhoods, um, you know, going out to the mall just to like browse and, you know, generally fuck around. It was a good time. Uh, also, I made a, a YCC team for that summer. That's been a, a goal I've been working on for like three years at the time. And that was like a, a major accomplishment. And so like, yeah, I was like really happy. I was in like tip top shape. Uh, and I like I like you said, you know, when you're when you're 18 going into college you don't really have a whole lot of responsibilities and uh for those of you who don't know I, I i write poetry and regarding this um i did write a poem at one point about uh that last summer before going to college and how even though like at the time of course i was having fun i also kind of took it for granted like i didn't know how how beautiful of a time that was until it had passed until adulthood started encroaching on my life i don't know it's it's funny to look back and see those things in the rear view wouldn't you say yeah no i i 100 agree with you there it's like there are times where i like look back and i'm like oh i really just should have like done this or this during that time but i didn't realize that like 
once you go to school, you have like now all these obligations of, even if it's not like schoolwork in the summertime, you have like organizations or clubs you're a part of, or you have to get an internship or a job to like support yourself. So it's just so, so much uh, time taken away from you. Uh, I think what we could do with our time if we, we weren't burdened by responsibility, like if we just pursued our passions and did what we want. I can tell you right now, I wouldn't be doing most of the things that I'm doing now. You know, <laughs> I don't, obviously I don't want to like discount the value of my education because of course that's an amazing thing to have. That's a privilege. But at the same time, you know, I'm not really in love with my coursework. I would rather be doing other things, but you know, such is life. hundred percent agree there. It's uh it's the struggle. The endless struggle. Absolutely. So for any of our guests who might be listening who are, you know, either it's their first year of college or they're about to start college fairly soon, um, you know, obviously I would say this and I would probably, you'd probably agree with me that it's really important to get involved and to get uh, uh, get those connections started. Um, what are some ways that, you know, when you went to college that you got connected with, you know, your community there? Um, I mean, Frisbee, first of all, just I was always looking forward to doing that. And that gave me a lot of uh, connections to people I could talk to early on. But I was also super lucky to be placed in a, a dorm that was like a suite style. So it was 10 people sharing one like common living area bathroom. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of privacy. So that that led to just meeting a lot of people um, like forcibly at the beginning, which was nice. And we all got along pretty well. Um and then just through my major, my coursework, my program, I'm a kinesiology major. So my classes are like pretty already like tight knit in terms of the people that are taking them. There's about like 150 people in my grade that are doing my coursework. So just like the repetition of seeing people all the time uh, kind of led to like getting to know people that way as well. That's awesome. And for those of us who aren't super familiar with that major, can you tell us a little bit about what kinesiology is? Yeah, so it's basically like exercise science, um, learning about like exercise as medicine. Um, I'm the focal point for me in it is I'm like going with nutrition, um, but it also can uh, like lead to being a uh, personal trainer uh, or like doing physical therapy or athletic training, stuff like that. And when you chose this major, was there any like particular like career route that you had in mind or were you just more enamored with? the the content of the major itself and that came first before thinking of a career yeah i was really more of i just knew i wanted to be involved in like sport and like the body you know like being healthy so i was like oh this is awesome because i I didn't really want to do like pre-med or anything i i decided like like being a doctor wasn't something i uh really could do um just just so much uh school and and focus so i was like oh yeah this sounds really interesting uh i think i'm gonna like go on with this that's awesome i mean that's i don't know if you know this but the major that i'm currently doing the one i've I've stuck with was actually chosen as a placeholder major when i first started college so i there was no specific journalist journalism degree for those of you who don't know i'm a i'm very passionate about music um and when i went to college you know initially i wanted to be a music journalist work for like pitchfork.com or or uh, the fader now Obviously, the school, the first college I went to, um, they didn't they didn't offer journalism as a degree. I didn't know that's what mass communication basically was. Um, so I remember I just put down creative writing because I was like, all right, then I can do that. I've done that in school before. And then I took one 
I took one journalism class, well, just one at UNCW, and the teacher was such a hard ass. She was like, oh, if you make one one typo error, if you fail to cite correctly with the right format, I will take points off, and you will be cited for plagiarism. I was like, dude, <laughs> first of all, fuck this teacher. Second of all, fuck this class. Third of all, fuck journalism. I don't want to do this shit. This is boring. This is not fun. Uh, it's super important, you know, to to major in something you actually enjoy doing. And I realized, you know, fuck it. I like telling stories. I like engaging with people. So I'm going to just follow that in my college path. Um, I feel like a lot of kids, you know, I mean, at least in my experience, a lot of kids who are about to begin college are so concerned about picking the right major. And again, that's probably a lot of that stems from not actually having any experience in college. Um, there's a lot of like preconceived notions about it. Um, for example, Last week when I was hanging out with our good friend Ben Fugay. Uh, shout out Ben Fugay. Shout out, dude, shout out Ben Fugay. I love that dude. He's, he's such what a, a guy. What a guy. Such a king for just the, the pinnacle of success. Uh, <laughs> dude, I love that guy. But um, yeah, he was like concerned about like picking the right major, like picking the right school. Um, you know, how, I don't know. I didn't know what to tell him. How, how would you ease, you know, a prospective college student's mind about college? God, I mean, there's, it's, it's funny, like being on the other side now, like in my mind, there's no bad school and no bad program. Like wherever you go, you're going to end up like getting the education degree that you want as long as you go to a school that has like what you're offering. Um, so I just, I just feel like for high school kids, it's like, it's put so much stress on them to like go to the best school. But in reality, like most of them are pretty similar. Like it, you're going to be learning about the same things. So I, I just, it's hard to ease that, um, ease that worry for these kids because they don't actually know what they're getting into. But I, I would say that that's my best advice there is like it, most schools are pretty much the same. Like you're going to have, you're going to meet friends at everywhere. You're going to go to class everywhere. You're going to have extracurriculars everywhere. So I mean, like just, just pick somewhere you think is right and, and roll with it. That is good advice. And do you have any like general advice uh, just for kids who are just starting college, like not like aside from like picking their major or anything, but just general rules that they should probably follow or at least have in the back of their head when going uh, about college. Cause I feel like there's just so many things that like freshmen, you know, college freshmen just kind of fuck up and like they have to learn the hard way, you know? Uh, yeah, I'd say become friends with your academic advisor pretty early on. Cause they are basically your like cheat sheet for everything. Cause they, that's their job. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just get out of your comfort zone. Like, take classes that you think might be difficult for you because you might find something you like, as, uh, as well as, like, get out of your comfort zone by meeting new people, joining new clubs, just doing that crazy thing that you think people won't enjoy, you know? Just just get out of your comfort zone. That's that's good advice. I'd say, like, the advice that I offer, um, they're going to be, like, the, the very standard stuff. So, um, like, first of all, never skip class. I know it can, I know that sort of seems like very obvious, but you know, for those of you listening who are about to start college uh, or even freshmen in college, you guys will understand that a lot of people cut class. They're like, Oh, I feel tired. I don't really feel like it. I'm hungover. It's, it's so easy to do. It's like... so easy. But here's the thing you're paying or you or your parents are paying thousands of dollars for those classes. You're not, they're not paying for you to go you know, drink natter days with Chad and Brad over at, at Wrightsville, you know, paying for you to go get your business major. <laughs> but, 
I don't know why I came with that example. But um, yeah, don't definitely try not to succumb to peer pressure because it's so important for you to follow through on your classes and to follow through on your degree. Um, that's the whole point of you being there. Also, I would also say be incredibly cognizant and aware of the company you keep. Now, I remember when I was a freshman in college, I was coming from a background where, you know, I had been homeschooled most of my life. And then I was like, I went to high school and was like very tame and, you know, follow the rules. And I felt like kind of pressured to, you know, wild out in college and to like have all these crazy stories. And as a result, the people I hung out with, you know, they were the party people. They're the ones like going hard every like Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. And, you know, even though I guess it was sort of fun at the time, those all those weren't really the people that I, I could really like align myself with. They weren't really similar to me. We didn't have any, we didn't really have anything in common. And as a result, I didn't make a whole lot of, you know, solid lasting connections at that place because I spent time with different people. Um, I'd say when you go to college, obviously, you don't have to make your lifelong friends there. But at least when you're trying to socialize or when you are socializing, make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who care about you, who support you, who have your best interests at heart. Um, you, you're essentially the average of the like seven to ten people you spend the most time with. So hang out with people who have at least similar goals or embody similar values that you would like to implement in your own life. You know, while I might not have made a whole lot of close friends at UNC Wilmington, my first school, for example, I have other really amazing friends, you know, because of like similar values and goals. Like the, one of the reasons I'm friends with Nick Robinson, we both have a lot of, we have a lot of similar interests. Uh, you know, he's a good friend and uh, hopefully he feels as though I'm a good friend to him. And that's why we're still friends to this day, you know. It's so important to spend time with people who uplift you and who care about you. Friendships are really important, wouldn't you say so, Nick? Exactly. And I just like I think it's really funny that like Roy and I's friendship is like we have seen each other in person three times ever. <laughs> I, I think. Uh it's yeah. it was Frisbee Camp twenty eighteen. Uh and then I came to Wilmington uh October eighteen. Yeah, that like same fall for a tournament and then he just so happened to be staying at a hotel in charlottesville uh, outside of uva over the summer and i was i was there uh for the summer like working i linked up with him for like two hours in the parking lot of his hotel dude that was such a legendary day or a legendary night i should say dude the orange juice from the hotel lobby i mean dude oh amazing. my god <laughs> the, the squad the squad pick where we where we tagged ben fugay himself breaking pipes cfs is breaking pipes dude we stay breaking pipes uh, you probably well you you haven't heard the episode i did with aj merriman but i finished the episode by saying dude aj you know what i have to say right and he's like what and i was like for the culture yeah for, for the, the culture. culture for the culture looking to trade or sell looking to sell. yeah i feel like <laughs> You know, I think that's one interesting thing that like COVID has kind of robbed us of is, you know, those opportunities to to have either those like adventures or just those those good days you know, when you are unable to see your friends or the people you care about. Um, you know, you don't get to have as many of those moments, you know, just hanging out with your friend in a parking lot. someone you haven't seen for a while, like that in and of itself is a good memory. Like, I'm of course, I'm going to remember that or, you know sneaking into my friend's uh um 
like neighbor neighborhood pool, you know, like after closing hours, you just like, you know, practice like cannonballs and dives, you know, while listening to little Yachty. Like those are, those are good times. You know, I wish I had more of those. Do you, do you feel as though those moments are kind of slipping away because of COVID or do you feel like you've managed all right, you know, having some good times? Um, I think, I think it's hard to have those with COVID, but at the same time, uh, it's been a little bit easier for me because I live in a house with eight, eight other guys. So like we have each other to kind of lean on and create those moments with. Um, but if I was in an apartment with like one other person, like it would have been a lot harder to, to kind of keep like, keep hope up, you know, of like, just like doing fun things and like creating these, uh, like lasting memory things. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm experiencing the opposite where, I mean, I don't really hang out with my roommates and spend a lot of time in my dorm, just like either doing homework or trying to like get ready for grad school. Um, but yeah, it's so important to stay connected. Um, after this episode, I'm going to go to the park with my friend and eat like sorbet or something, you know, mm, that'll be yeah. a good thing to lift the spirits. And I speak earlier, you talked about, um, you know, staying healthy and being in shape for ultimate. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the many things that we discuss, you know, from time to time is like personal health and, and dieting. Now, as someone, you know, who is involved in kinesiology and also has a like a intense passion and love for taking care of yourself, what are, what are some ways that you have implemented a healthy diet over college? Cause, and I ask you this because, you know, so many college students, you know, as soon as they get out of the house, you know, their diet turns to shit, you know, you've heard of the freshman 15. So what are some like essential, like health slash diet habits that you've maintained during your time as a college student? I mean, dude, it's, it's so hard uh, to like keep good eating habits in college and it's also so easy to fall off the wayside like especially your first year because you get that that dining hall access you know and uh Mm -hmm. everything there is already made for you and they have so many things that you're like oh pizza i could eat pizza every day like and the dessert counter always loaded um so for me it's just like i think i already had the the willpower going in of like i i don't want to eat poorly because i just like knew in the back of my mind that's like not gonna be good for me but I would just suggest like you got to go around and create healthy options for yourself. Right. So they always have like a salad bar or like cooked chicken station. Like those are really good staples to keep yourself uh, like healthy and not eating just trash all the time. And then outside of your first year, once you become like away from dining all access, I would really recommend just making all of your own food. I think that's just an easy way to, know what you're putting in your body and uh, like keeping yourself in check because you have to put the time in to make it all. So if you're having to invest the time to make it, then you're obviously going to make something that is like good for you that you enjoy to eat. And you're not just going to like go out and be like, Oh, today I'm making like fried chicken. Like, yeah, I don't even like fried chicken. I'm gonna be honest. I'm exactly. I think maybe that stems from being an ultimate frisbee player, but they kind of ingrained in you from an early in early age, like, Hey, you know, don't eat hydrogenated oils. Don't yeah. eat processed sugar. Don't eat like trans fats. Um, I'm going to be honest, like, especially during COVID, um, my dedication to eating healthy has slipped a little bit. Um, I'll have days where like, you know, I'll make something really healthy. Like I'll make some steamed organic like, mi- mixed vegetables, you know, cook some Jasmine rice and some organic bone broth. Um, with a little bit of soy sauce and some butter, like organic butter, 
like that's a good meal I would, i'd say sometimes but then other times you know i'll feel like really tired at the end of the day and i'll order a pizza so it's just a matter of like slowly reaching a more consistent level of eating healthy and thankfully i have you as a friend you know obviously you know i'm not completely relying on you for all health advice um but it's certainly helpful to have a friend like you who knows about this stuff and i can ask you questions and that's another good reason like of having good friends and this is what i was saying earlier about surrounding yourself with people whose habits and values that you'd like to have you know that way you can grow you know alongside your friends and they can help you out to become a better version of yourself and i feel like diet in particular is one of the best forms of self-care it's also one of the best forms of uh self-discipline as well you know once you're an adult nobody's telling you how to do it no one's telling you how to eat how to live that's something you have to instill in yourself if you really want um if you really want you know to achieve peak health and if you really want to have you know the body you've always wanted or to feel the most healthy you've ever felt that's going to be your responsibility and nick you were just saying this earlier you know it's so easy to fall off the wayside you know when you're in college cuz you know i feel like even i don't know if it's a generational thing or maybe just a human thing we like to we like to feel good we like to chase fast and immediate pleasure something that's easy to get and get a lot of it and that's one of the things about diet is that it instills discipline you know if you want lasting profound health and happiness you have to work for it you have to put in that work um are there, are there any uh people or books that you follow to you know keep in touch with your health and to learn more yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, the Smith brothers out in Hawaii and their sh Sunrise Shack. Uh, they just got everything going on because their whole philosophy is like eating food that makes you feel good, right? Like you may you may have this like fried chicken American esque diet meal that you're eating, and while you're eating it, it tastes good. You're like, oh, this is awesome. But like, think about how you feel 35, 40 minutes afterwards, right? Like mm -hmm. you feel heavy, full. You want to take a nap, like. Uh, I'm like chasing food that when I eat it, I'm like, okay, I'm, I need to be cognizant of how I feel about like 30, 45 minutes later. And I just, I just write it down. I'm like, this food felt great afterwards. Let's come back and revisit it and see if it's a like reoccurring thing. And if it is, then that's something I'm going to implement back in. Uh, I'm also a really big fan of uh, Andrea Hanneman, Earthy Andy on uh, Instagram. She just has really good, uh, like recipes that are all natural and they're also like things that are like replace other things in your diet. Like if you still want to eat dessert, like she has really good uh, things to replace dessert that are like super healthy. I've, I've, I've to, actually, I've started following those two, those two uh, Instagram accounts, like after you recommended them. Um, I'm really big fan of that sun's the sunrise shack. Well, mostly just cause like it, of course it's, they advocate for healthy living. And so that's something I'd like to see on my feed, but also like, dude, at the Sunrise Shack, those guys are just vibing, you know. They just seem so upbeat and happy. Like, they're not attached by, you know, materialism or vanity. They're just a bunch of guys living a healthy life and having a good time. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I've been I've been following their YouTube channel, I think, for, like, about a year, year and a half now. I think it was, like, right when COVID started. I was like, oh, let me get into this. Um, and I'd say Bullet Coffee is just amazing, like – definitely gets me going in the morning and just everything they put out is is insanely quality content and it's it's the type of content that isn't um following that traditional formula of creating content right it's not like 
like we need to make this so that we can get views and sell it and grow our like popularity their content is like we need to make content to help people to and just express what we enjoy there's like no ulterior motive behind it so it's more of a a sense of stewardship or you know they're trying to uh, put themselves in a position where they can help others yeah it's just really authentic right yeah i was always i was actually thinking about this recently do you think it's possible to be 100 percent authentic on social media I don't know about 100%, but there are definitely really good examples of creators in like the space right now that are moving away from the traditional model of like, I need to be super, super extra and out there and create these uh, fake scenarios that can really boost my brand. And it's moving towards this thing where like, people are just like recording themselves doing the simplest things, but they do it in such just like a funny and quirky way that people enjoy watching it. Like an example is like, there's, there's someone on TikTok who like comes up with my feet a lot um, named, I think it's Maggie Thurman. And she just like sees a video on her feed of like someone doing a skate trick. And then she's like, okay, I'm just going to try to replicate this. And it's just like 30 minutes of her, or 30, 30 seconds of her uh, just like trying to recreate the skate trick. But it's so entertaining to watch because like you see the whole progression of her, like slowly getting the, the move down. And then she's like, oh, I got it at the end. Uh, but it's just extremely authentic. And I think that we're shifting towards creating uh, a space that has more of that in it. I think that's good. I feel like there's a lot of people who criticize social media for, you know, being very sensationalist, very self-absorbed, like, oh, it's just people like either trying to like get viral or, you know, get clout points, you know, trying to be noticed and acknowledged. But really what they're failing to understand is that there are a lot of people out there who simply enjoy content because, they enjoyed making it and they like to share it with people. I feel like there's a huge level of pretentiousness that people have towards social media and, and the people who create on social media. And it really, it's, it's completely unnecessary. It's not warranted at all. Um, There's a lot of really funny things on Instagram and, you know, nobody should tell you that it's somehow less than, or that it's not as legitimate as other forms of media because it is, you know, we're also like, it's important to acknowledge that we're in kind of like, a new age of technology where social media and just the internet in general is like such a widespread platform that a lot of people are just starting to really understand and comprehend. So we don't even really know the landscape yet, but it's exciting to see how it's going to turn out. Yeah. I think one about that, one of my, one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Alexis Ohanian, the founder of Reddit. And he just says all links are created equally, you know, like it's so easy for you to, make an account and just start posting content. And if it's good, it'll rise to the top, right? Like you, you don't have to pay a lot of money to just start making content, right? Even if you have a phone and you just record yourself posts, like that's content. And if it's authentic and people enjoy it, it'll just become the next thing. Exactly. I mean, trying to think if I, if I, I mean, I, I'm sure you probably know this, but you know, I've definitely like have dabbled in content creation, like from an early age. And I, I know you have as well. Um, do you know about my rap career? I do not. Oh, I, I want to hear about this. Wait, what? I, I've never told you about this. Ever. I don't think I've heard about your rap career. No. Oh my God. Okay. So, all right, guys, we're going to go back in the history books for this one. Um, so um, when I was 16 years old, it was towards the end of sophomore year. Um, I was at a point in my life where, 
I was getting much more into rap and hip hop than ever before. Like I sort of knew about rap in middle school, but like I was more of like an indie pop, indie rock kind of guy. So like freshman year, freshman, sophomore year of high school, like I was just delving into rap and learning as much as possible about it. And um, I was also a very big fan of uh, the Filthy Frank channel, as well as uh, the Lonely Island, the guys from uh, the Andy Sandberg's like comedy rap group. With all that in mind, you know, I was hanging out with a, with a buddy of mine at the time, and I was like, yo, like, if we wanted to, we could definitely be rappers. And he was like, oh, of course we could. Absolutely. Every 14-year-old has that thought. <laughs> I know. Honestly, like, I feel like even like we were maybe a little too old for it, but I'll never forget it. Um, We were, like, writing down, like, fake lyrics and stuff or just, like, goofing around. And one morning, I we wrote, like, I think I wrote him, actually. I wrote, like this really hilarious song that was like a parody of like, like SoundCloud rappers, uh, like SoundCloud rap songs. And it was also like a school spirit song. It was about, you know, going to CFS, you know, our high Mm -hmm. school. And um, we were like, dude, we need to record this. So we got up in the morning, we put my laptop on his kitchen counter and we went on, we went on YouTube and got the, the audio from uh, the song, uh, Uber Everywhere by Main Tokyo. Do you, do you yeah, remember that song? A classic, yeah. Yeah, so we took that, we took that instrumental, plugged it into, into the YouTube video to MP3 converter, um, probably got some viruses along the way, <laughs> um, and then <laughs> threw that in SoundCloud, or not through SoundCloud, we threw it in uh, iMovie, or no, GarageBand, and then lo and behold, um, I wrapped it a couple times so we got it right. And then we got some cover art, which was literally just a picture of the Quaker Oats dude, George Fox. <laughs> and we uploaded it. And then we just marketed like crazy. Took pictures of like the song. We're like, yo, new song out now. And like, I didn't expect people to like actually listen to it. And we were like, oh, this is just a goofy thing for fun. But um, the next day we go to school and one of the seniors, this guy named Mike, who I, con- who I coincidentally just ran into yesterday. He goes to my college now. But um he saw, I saw him like in the art studio. He's like, yo, bro, come here. Go, come here. Give me some of that heat, son. I was like, what? <laughs> he, was like, he was like, bro, you understand? Like, bro, that song that you dropped, that's fucking fire, yo. That's fucking bars. And I was like, no way. And then, like, the rest of the day at school, my friend and I, because my friend also rapped on the track, we were just like getting like high fives from like everyone in the grade. And we we're like, holy fuck. And they're like, oh my God, Roy, we love this song. It's amazing. Uh, I have to send you the link to this after afterwards. It's still on SoundCloud. Yeah, I want to hear this. I was going to ask you for it because I was like, yeah. "Damn, young I, young Al Boyo's music career blowing up." Yeah, I, I made a couple more songs after that, um, <laughs> but it got to the point where senior year, uh, we got the dean of students at the time, this guy named uh, John Lepofsky. We got him to he's like fifty plus years old, <laughs> and we got we wrote a rap verse for him for a remix, and we, we recorded the remix with like some new bars, and we got him like spitting a verse and we like dropped it we were trying to get it played at prom but they wouldn't let us <laughs> we even dropped a clean version for prom Dang. but uh yeah i remember like he he came up to us like because we recorded the verse with him on a friday and uploaded it friday night and then monday morning he stops us in the hallways like hey guys guess what and i was like oh what's up mr lepofsky and he was like uh i just got an email from the mom of one of the girls in your grade. And she said that she just heard the song on SoundCloud and she loves it. And I was like, holy shit. 
Oh yeah, and also like at the very beginning of senior year, like so, uh, the song was like two years old at this point, or almost two years old, and we were doing like our senior retreat thing at the very at, like early August. So we were like showing the the freshman kids, like the two B freshman kids, like around campus, and this one kid, I think his name was like Anthony. He like pointed at my, uh, he was like in my group of kids, and he points at my name tag that says Roy, and he goes, "Oh my God, are you Royal El Boyo from Real Quaker Hours?" I was like, <laughs> first of all, one, who the hell are you? <clears throat> How the fuck do you know about that song?" He's like, "Oh, everyone in the middle school has heard it," and I was like, "Jesus Christ, you guys are local celebrities, dude." We really were, uh, <laughs> and God. I, I used to, I didn't know I'd never like marketed the other songs that I put on my channel, but unfortunately like one of the other like homeroom groups found it and I was like sent like fifty like snap videos of like them like blasting my music like out of their car speakers. And I was like, God, god damn it. it. It went from being funny at first to like, oh god, this is this is a little embarrassing. But <laughs> yeah, my rap name was Royo El Boya, which is also one of my many nicknames. God, that's that's just an amazing story. Like, I, I'm I surprised I haven't heard that before. I I swear I thought I told you at some point. Yeah, because we uh, the kids at Cut Camp found out too, and uh, they played my song from a speaker and they all laughed at it. It was it was actually really embarrassing. Because <laughs> I remember my, Michael Michael Lee was blasty and he was like, "Bro, that shit was trash, bro. That shit was awful." And I was like, "Oh, no, it sorry, slaps, dude. Yeah, it's gotta slap." Anything, I, anything Royal Boyo puts the heat on is just an instant classic. Dude, you already know. I mean, plus, like, <laughs> how can I, how can I take Michael Lee's, or how can I take this uh, music taste seriously? Like, he, he's never dropped anything on SoundCloud. You know, <laughs> I got it. I got a working discography. Dang, <laughs> gotta change that, uh, that Instagram uh, tag to say artist. <laughs> Dude, I might actually have to low key. <laughs> Link to SoundCloud. Bring it back, dude. I honestly, I've thought about, I was actually supposed to make a mixtape called uh, Juice Lords with my best friend, but it never came to fruition, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> God. But yeah, that's, that's, I kind of miss doing that shit, you know, like all like just off the books at this point in the episode, you know, no, no formality left. Like, I just want to do shit like that again, just like dick around and record some fun music and just live it up. Like that's one of the, the, what's one of the things I miss about being a kid? Like, I mean, I'm barely into my adult years, but I'm still an adult. And like, I haven't done something like that, like for me in so long, like, are there anything like anything like you used to do as a kid that like you wish you could still do or like you want to start doing again? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I ever stopped doing like things that I did as a kid. That's I, good. I just, I just kind of like, I'm all about the don't grow up mentality, you know? So I don't, no, that's I, don't, good. I don't think there's anything. I usually go to those phases where I like get really into something and I do it repetitively for like two weeks, maybe a month. And then I like never do it again. Um, like, that's, yeah, yeah. Like I, I did like origami, like aggressively when I was like 11. Um, that's cool. And then this past month I made it my goal to learn every country in the world, which I just like finally finished a few days ago. That's a so. great fucking goal. Dude, it was fun. I can do it. I do it like every morning now. I just pull up the quiz and I like run through it, so I know I can still do it. That's a that's actually like a good flex. Um, I feel that's like my uh, that's my Tinder bio now. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, I can name every country in the world. There's instantly, I instantly plugged it. I was like, I've been working too hard to not plug this. Dude, I my Tinder 
my Tinder game could definitely be a lot better. Um, I used to, God, I've definitely had some phases where I just like use the most like cringy pickup lines on Tinder. <laughs> Not even like those to, to like cringy pickup lines. Like I'm just gonna be like, hmm, how how can I compliment this girl in a way that she hasn't been complimented before? So there was like, feel free to use this. I actually got some good responses from time to time using this, but I would send, I would send a girl a message. You are absolutely ethereal with the bouquet emoji. I don't know what that means. They have to go out to dictionary.com and be like, <laughs> dude, made him, made him think for a second, you know, real English major hours, you know, I was, yeah, I was gonna say, you, uh, you're going big brain mode on everyone. You're like, I am a scholar. <laughs> your beauty, your beauty knows no bounds. I didn't realize you were living in 1840. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one who called me an old man because I didn't. What, what, do you remember that? You called me like an old man like a few months ago because I didn't like know some, some trend or something. Yeah, I mean, you just, you just don't know pop culture in terms of like of like trash pop culture. Like I'm very... I'm very fluent in uh, like pop culture for like twelve year olds, just because that's like my <laughs> my my market audience for TikTok. Like, like it's like eighty percent of my followers are like age twelve to fourteen. But uh, Dude, so I, up, I have to be to on that. They look yeah, I, I have to be on that stuff. So. Speaking of like pop culture, you're gonna you're, you'll be proud of me for this. Guess what movie I watched for the first time in my life yesterday? What? High School Musical. Thank God, dude! It's such a good movie. Dude, it was amazing. Well, now you gotta watch the other two. Are, are they? I was gonna ask you, are they worth watching? Dude, I think one is the worst one, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's just like that girl, like what's her name, Gabby. She was like, I can't, I can't sing. I have to focus on my studies. Like, <laughs> like every line. <laughs> That's her character. The first, she gets a lot more character development in the second one. In the third one, there's just so much character development, and the music's insane. Dude, there's one scene that I'll never be able to forget from High School Musical. And you know that song where, like, everyone's, like, revealing their, like, hidden, like, talents? Yeah. Like, <laughs> when that girl is just like, I like studying, but I also love hip-hop dancing. <laughs> I like to pop it and lock it. <laughs> I was like, what the, what the fuck am I looking at? Dude, I like the, the kid. He's like, I play the cello. <laughs> oh, what's that? It's like a big violin. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> Dude, they were definitely supposed to be stoners. Oh, no, yeah. I think that kid got arrested. Um, like, the guy that played that kid got arrested a few years ago. Oh, no. Dude, <laughs> remember that one guy just, like, got fucking bullied for baking? Yeah, I was like, dude, baking's not that bad. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, also if, like, if I would, one... like, to my friends, it was like, yeah, I, I, I made a cake. They wouldn't be like, you made a cake? Like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, like, that's the kind of reaction you get for, like, saying that you rap on soundcloud not baking pies yeah it's like like baking is like a necessary life skill <laughs> yeah it's important like if you can bake like that's just impressive you know yeah i'm i'm out here like hmm can't wait to whip up some fucking organic basmati rice in my rice cooker <laughs> real chef call me chef roy rd in this you know i can't wait to hit the doordash button and get some chipotle mm. <laughs> god dude i haven't had chipotle in a very long time I, uh, I don't think I've had it because of we had did vegan month in February. Some of my friends and I, and I don't think I've had it since vegan month like began. Veganuary. Yeah, it was a uh, vegan February. We uh, pushed it back because nobody was, was at our house for January. Did, did that work well for you? Did you enjoy like doing going <laughs> vegan for a month? Like, did it, do you think it helped you? 
I thought it was awesome. Um, it was definitely hard at the beginning, but so we had a three strike policy. Like there were three of us that did it and uh, to have like successfully completed it, you can't have gotten three strikes during the month. Um, so I think like, it was just like, if you do something that's not vegan, then you get a strike. God, you know what that reminds me of? What? Have you ever seen the movie Scott Pilgrim versus the world? I have not, no. What? Dude, I feel like we are not on the same wavelength when it comes to movies we've seen. That's not true. There's definitely some overlap. Well, no, there is, but I'm saying, like, I think that's, like, the, the, the genre of, of media that we have the least amount of overlap on. Because, like, our music is very similar, and, yeah. like, other things that we, like, watch are very similar. But I think movies is the, is the one that we, we aren't as similar on. Well, what are, you, what are some of your favorite movies? I'll tell you if I've seen them slash like them. I mean, just I, I, I like garbage movies mostly. I think, like, because you're, like, very into, like, film, critically acclaimed film. And I just watched, like, TV for, like, <laughs> trash laughs. I think, like, like a good film that I, I really enjoy is, like, 500 Days of Summer. That's one of my That's favorite. That's a great movie. Oh That's one God. of my favorite, uh, like, actually critically acclaimed things. Um, but I, like, I watch TV that's meant for, like, five-year-olds, basically. <laughs> I mean, we both bonded over uh, watching Blue Mountain State. True. That's a, I saw that when I was like 14. That's such a bad TV show. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't age well. I mean, it's also just like it's very much like a product of its time. Like, I don't think you could make that, that TV show today. No, it's definitely not. It was, on, it was on Spike, right? I don't even think Spike exists anymore. <laughs> Spike is like, it's like, like, the, like the, what, the macho, the macho like TV channel. Yeah, it was, like, one click above Cartoon Network on my TV when I was a kid, so I'd always be, like, S- like see Spike, and I'd be like, this is trash, and go back down and watch, like, Looney Tunes or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I've been watching, like, a lot of cartoons recently. Like, I just finished, like, last month, I finished watching Adventure Time. And, um, yes. and I'm watching Regular Show. Dude, those are, those are some classics. I started watching, uh, do you know what One Piece is? Yeah, uh, my friend, uh, one of my good friends really likes that anime. Yeah, I started watching One Piece a few days ago, and I think it's, like, my new, like, lighthearted, I'm going to watch this when I'm trying to fall asleep show. That's good. I I was up at, like, one last night watching the Eric Andre show, and, like, that's the perfect show to watch at one in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen a lot of that show. I've seen some of it, but not the whole thing. I haven't seen all the episodes either, but I just watched the new season last month. That was uh, that was very strange. You know, it, he like shaved like all of his hair off and just like went crazy. Have you but, seen uh, the uh, the little dicky show? <laughs> oh, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, funny enough, a girl that I went on a date on last date on with like last year. Uh, a girl. Wait, hold on. A girl that I went on a date with last good year. Words, go. Good words. Good words. <laughs> Yeah, I can't be I can't be stuttering or, or fucking up my grammar as an English major. I was gonna say you can't you can't speak bad if you're an English major. Wait a minute. <laughs> that's like that's like part of your job. Yeah, if I if I fuck up, you know, they're gonna be like, mm, all right, no diploma. He doesn't even know English. <laughs> he doesn't even go to school here. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> no, but uh, what, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, Dave. Oh yeah. A girl that I went on a date with last year is, like, really into that show. And she was, like, really recommending it to me. And part of the reason I feel like I haven't approached it yet is purely because, it. yeah, I don't know. I just I just haven't got around to it. But it looks good. 
I know, like, is it? That's that's like so many shows with me. It's like someone's like, you should watch this, and I'm like, yeah, I, I've been told to watch like nine thousand things from nine hundred different people to the exactly. list. I mean, I, I've told you so many shows to watch that you probably still haven't got around to. Like, which one? Uh, have you seen it? Like, I don't, I don't even know. I, I just I know I like text you all the time. I'm like, you got to watch this. You got to watch that. I mean, I've watched. I started Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, that watch show is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I'm try. I need to like get back on it because uh, um, I lost like the login info for my Netflix. Oh and no! I, I, and I need to like get it for my yeah. Watching like I've watched like like Marvel stuff recently. You know, keeping like super lighthearted. Um, I watched. I've been like actually on a binge of a lot of like really good movies recently. So yeah, of course, High School Musical. Um, I also watched. <laughs> I watched this really trippy movie called Under the Silver Lake. Have you ever heard of it? No, I haven't. It's um, it's got Andrew Garfield, you know, the guy played oh, yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, so this is the logline for it. It says, young and disenchanted Sam meets a mysterious and beautiful woman who's swimming in, the, in his building's pool one night. When she suddenly vanishes the next morning, Sam embarks on a surreal quest across Los Angeles to decode the secret behind her disappearance, leading him into the murkiest depths of mystery, scandal, and conspiracy. That sounds interesting. It's like one of the most. It's like the ultimate like mindfuck movie. Oh really? Oh, you yeah. like think about it while you're watching it. You're like, oh man. Well, it's like you're trying to like piece together like what the fuck is going on. It it is the ultimate like what the fuck movie. Um. Also, like when they made the movie, they consulted like an actual like code master to like help out with the coding. So people, it's become a cult classic since it came hey. out in 2018. And yeah, people are like constantly trying to like look for hidden messages that like they didn't even address in the movie. Like, there's, like, so much to unpack. Um, Have you seen any of Altered Carbon yet on Netflix? I have not, but I've I've heard of it. Is it good? I mean, it's it just reminds me of what you're talking about. Like, it's just, like, one of those ultimate, like... Like, it's a show that I started to try to binge, but there's so much going on at any given moment that I could, like... I had to watch, like, two episodes and then step away because I'm, like, I need to process what just happened. Did you ever watch um, American Vandal? Uh, I've seen most of it. I think at least most of, like the first season. That seemed that seemed like a show that I feel like you'd be really into. Yeah, I didn't actually watch. Like my roommate watched it first year, um, and I just like watched it through that. So I like I've seen most of it, but I don't think I would like if I watched it again. I would uh, not remember a lot of it. Dude, I, I think I've mentioned this to you before, and if but if not, you know you you might not you might not like to hear this, but you know it's one show I never got to see as a kid. God, I mean, there are so many shows you've never seen as a kid that I know, make me upset. For, for, for okay, to the to the listeners watch uh, who are listening to this. Um, just to clarify, I didn't have cable for a lot of my childhood, and as a result, I didn't watch a lot of these "quote unquote" like classic television shows. But the one I was about to just mention is uh, Phineas and Ferb. I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of that show. Dude, I love that show so much. Dude, I think I've I, seen every episode of that show, and there's like hundreds. It was the longest running TV show on, on the network for a while, right? Yeah, I think it. I mean, I think it. They just made a movie about it like a few months ago, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like, but I think it's been like off TV since like 2018, but they made a movie. Oh, it's one of those things like SpongeBob that you'll always be able to revive. Exactly. I, uh, you know, it's funny, like when I watch a lot of these old cartoons, like for the first time as an adult, 
there'll be like songs in those shows or movies that like I've heard before, but like didn't know where they're from. And then when I hear it in the movie, I'm like, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> like when I was watching High School Musical, they start singing, we're soaring. You didn't know that was from High School Musical? I didn't. I didn't know what the, what? I, was, I didn't know what it was from. I was like, oh shit. It's like a Leonardo DiCaprio and that mean like, oh, there it is. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Or, uh. We're all in this together. I was like, oh, oh, you didn't know those were. Oh my god! I think I knew that. I think I might have known that one. Dude, I just like there, know... you, you got to watch the other two. There's so many more that you'll uh, you'll like run into. I remember like being a little kid and watching some sort of Disney Channel film or or, or show, and uh, it was back in the day where they still had, like like the really old cheesy like advertisements or commercials. Yeah. And I remember like watching an advert an advertisement. Like this is like when I was a little kid for the third high school musical movie. Or wait, no, maybe it was the maybe it was the second one. Like the one where they're like all staring at the clock and then it rings and they're like, oh my God, school's out. Yeah, that's the second one. That's the second one. Yeah. Because the third one the third one came out in a movie theater, which was wild. Did the other ones not? No, the other two came out just like on Disney Channel. It's like premieres, but the third one was in the movie theater. I was hanging out with someone from my class, and she was like appalled by the fact that like I hadn't seen any like Disney or like, yeah, like Disney original movies. It is the best form of trashy media. Like like trashy media is the is the best media. I would say yes. You know why? Because why? like in like the high, in my opinion, and in my experience, like the people who are like into high art or like quote unquote like critically acclaimed media, they're like there's a there's a greater percentage of people in that community who are really pretentious. And I just don't fuck with pretentious people, you know. Exactly. I feel like exactly. being pretentious just like sucks the fun out of anything. It's judgmental. It's just a bad vibe all around. And I don't want to associate with people who are pretentious because they just value like status over anything else, not like actually having a good time. I feel. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's why kids shows are so great because like the there's there's no like alternative agenda of like trying to be deep or like meaningful it's just entertainment and sometimes that's just what i want exactly like that's why i'm not like a huge fan of the oscars because i don't like all the movies like i've i've been trying to watch some of the like best picture nominations for this year and i watched uh did you ever hear about nomadland i think i heard about it yeah yeah i watched it i didn't like it it was really boring and it just kind of like wondered but everyone on letterbox was like oh my god it's it's sensational. It's, it's so real and authentic. I was just like, dude, this woman just like drove around and like felt sad. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like in my, in my opinion, like I think you can make like, like, like deep art, you can make deep content, but at the same time, it should at least be entertaining. Like it should have a, an element of fun to it. Cause like, I don't want to go to a theater and then feel like more depressed. Leaving. <laughs> you know, I want it to be uplifting in some way. Like, like that's why like crime thrillers, for example, because they're exciting. Like, have yeah. you seen have you seen Drive? Yeah. Like that's a, that's a fun movie, but there's also like a lot to unpack in it too, like thematically. Like I'm pretty yeah, sure movies like, the, like that are amazing. Like the the deep, like meaningful, uh, like action adventure. Like those are like super fun to watch. Like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Have you seen? Yeah, that? yeah, or, yeah. Or Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max, oh, classic. I, that movie's like slowly starting to grow on me, the, the Fury Road. I used to not like it when I first saw it, but it's kind of it, – my opinion sort of changed on that. Oh, the one thing I wanted to ask you about on this podcast is like you've been talking a lot about Hawaii. Like I want to know what drew you – like what draws you to Hawaii or what is it about that place that is so special to you? It's just got such good energy. Like 
I think everyone there is just so nice, so happy. It's by the ocean. I love the ocean. It's it's always warm. I love the warmth. It's just like the I, I mean, not Hawaii specifically, like is the ideal place, but like an area that has all those things is the ideal place. Like there are other places like that. Like Bali is pretty similar mm. in terms of like the weather and the people. Um, but Hawaii is 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 the dream, man. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's coming. It's happening. And people, you know, we, yeah, you and I both have like a mutual respect and level of admiration for our uh, our in Hawaii. You know, obviously, Sunrise Shack is there, the the Smith brothers are are there. But um, you know, wait a minute, you know who else is in Hawaii? Who? Wait, who's in Hawaii? Dude, I'm pretty sure. Dude, if I'm wrong, this is gonna be really embarrassing. But isn't like you know Tachi in? Hawaii? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Ladies and gentlemen, I she's think a, one of my favorite content creators out there. Another another example of someone who's just super real and like it's like the no fucks given content creation. Absolutely. Like like I I have yet to get around to listening to her podcast, but it's it's very high up on my list to do. I listened um, to the first episode. It was phenomenal. You did. It was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, I uh, I just like, like good people. Yeah, and the content is just is just great. Like, it, it's it's a new revolution of of creating social media um, space outside of the norms. Like, there because there used to be this formula of like you have to do this and this and this, and now it's just like do what you want because people are gonna if people like you, they're gonna listen to it and consume it. Um, and yeah, it's just authentic. Like, it's just one hundred percent authentic. It's amazing. What do you think is like her overall message that she's like trying to get across? Like, I feel like she talks about a lot of stuff, but I feel like she just kind of wants people to love themselves. Yeah, it's 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 definitely that individuality, finding yourself. Uh, it's just like all about being you and like not conforming to what people want you to be, you know. And yeah. that's the best type of media. I think that media should aim to uplift and inform. Uh, I don't feel like, you know, if you're going to spend time online, you should be consuming content that will add value to your life. And people like, you know, the Smith brothers or, you know, or Tatiana Ringsby, uh, we call her Tachi, but that's, uh, she's otherwise known as Tatiana Ringsby. People like that, you know, they add value to people's lives. You know, they're not trying to get a quick reaction. They're not in it for attention. They're there to uplift and they're there to, you know, add something good to the world. And I feel like you don't necessarily have to do that, I guess, in your lifetime, but it certainly helps to be cognizant of how you leave the world behind, like after you're gone. And I feel like you might as well leave something beautiful as opposed to something detrimental or nothing at all. Exactly. And even if you're not like creating one of those like crazy lasting impact, like, 100% 100% fame and popularity thing like as long, as long as you like did what you want to do like there there shouldn't be anything stopping you from that exactly I mean it could be something small like calling up a friend to be like hey how's it going like uh just want to reach out and say hi like even that in and of itself is super significant or you know treating yourself well by you know you know, making some like avocado toast for breakfast instead of like a McMuffin or something you know, it's just these little small things that, that add up over time. And I feel like maybe it's maybe it's a product of age. Maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe it's some weird combination of it all. But more so than ever, and I don't know if you feel this way too, Nick, 
but I've been thinking a lot about how I impact the world and what kind of person I want to be in this world. And I think I'd like to be, I don't think, I know, I'd like to be a person that is a force of good rather than someone who's either passive or adds negativity. Do you ever think about those things? Yeah, I mean, it's always it's always subconsciously in the back of your mind. Like it's like, what am I doing? Like when when you're doing something, it's like it's like, why am I even like doing this if I if I don't enjoy it? You know, it's just mm-hmm. just you do you. Like just be yourself. Well, we're nearing the end of the podcast episode, and I was just going to ask you any. Uh, I usually leave my guests with like a final question, and I guess my question is this: um, It's going to be something very chill i'd say um what are some things that you what are some like habits of yours that you implement every day to ensure that you're living like a happy and healthy life for me it's just all about you know waking up when the when the sun rises that's a big one just rise with the day fall with the day um and just every day do something that challenges you get you out of your comfort zone you know find those things that make you happy and just chase them as fast as you can that's that's fucking beautiful, dude. Thank you for sharing that. And you know, this is why this is why this podcast exists to have these conversations, to have these dialogues, and to hopefully, you know, through the course of conversation, learn something new about ourselves and about each other. And with that, thank you, Nick, for being such a phenomenal guest. Um, any other closing remarks you'd like to say? Just uh, thanks for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, of course. And uh, to everyone out there listening. Um, thank you for joining us on yet another amazing episode. Hopefully now you will be sitting back, thinking about your place in this world, how you want to proceed. And, uh, hopefully that'll take you to a place where you'd like to be. Hopefully you'll achieve what you want to achieve. Well, thanks again. This has been the versus the odds podcast, and I look forward to seeing you all again soon. Thank you and goodbye.